Hello, fanatics. I'm Dylan Phillips, and welcome to the first ever Fanatic Podcast, the podcast where we talk news and our views on movies, TV, video games, and anything else that comes to mind as we drink copious amounts of alcohol for your enjoyment. Now, any podcast would be boring with one person just talking to themselves, so welcome the newest member of the Film Fanatic family. To my right, it's the co-hostess with the mostest and a close friend of mine, Alex Hicks. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the channel. Thanks, Dylan. Yeah, you re- you ready to get into this? Maybe. I think so. Yeah? All Most right. Likely. Well, then let's get started. Okay. So, let's start off with the news, where we talk about the stories of this week that interest us the most. So, mm-hmm. what do we got, Alex? Uh, so, our first topic is a pretty interesting one. It's uh, Marvel and Square Enix teaming up. Yes, this is an interesting topic. So Square Enix is a company that's known for their Tomb Raider and Final Fantasy video games. And so to have them teaming with a company as big as Marvel is very exciting. I mean, most of the Marvel games that we've had before have been subpar. They're usually just rehashes of the stories from the movies, and they're not that good. Uh, The Lego games are typically the best Marvel games. So to have these games that are going to have vast content is going to be great. What do you think? Um, I think, you know, the, the one of the strengths of Square Enix is their storytelling. Um, and you can see it in Final Fantasy, in uh, Tomb Raider, in Kingdom Hearts. You know, they, they're really good at not only creating a good game, but creating an engaging story that, that players come back to find out what happened to these characters. And, and I have some friends that are real diehard fans of these games and they will, you know, they go years between the next one. They're still super stoked to find out what happens. So I, I think it'll be a real asset to Marvel to have such a such a great company behind them that can really create a phenomenal story for their, you know, fascinating characters. Because Mar- Mar- the Mar- Marvel Universe is full of lots of really great characters that just need a good story. Yeah, that's that's the big problem with Marvel video games is that you have video games like the Dark Knight series that are just unbelievable. And, I mean, Batman is one of the best superheroes out there, no question. But then you got all the Marvel heroes, and you have so many good Marvel heroes too, but there's just no good video games for them. Mm -hmm. And so to have a company like Square Enix who has the background and the previous experience, it shows that Marvel is serious about expanding well beyond just the realm of movies and TV. Now, of course... With Marvel making its splash in video games and actually going forward, we also had a little bit of DC going backward, and that was Ben Affleck is no longer going to direct the solo Batman movie. However, he's still going to produce and star in it. What do you think about that? My thoughts on that one is that if he's saying that he wants to focus on the character and focus on producing rather than taking on all these roles, it can only be good for the character. Yes, he's a phenomenal director and we'll miss him, but... Um, I think that it's an asset to the character that he wants to focus so much on really digging in. And I think I think in the Batman versus Superman movie, we had a really moody, grumpy Batman. I, I wasn't a fan of the character, and I think if he dug a little deeper, he would really do the, the character justice and really pull out like a nice, dark, gritty side to Batman that we, we really want to see. So see, I, I actually I thought, that, I see. I thought that he was... You know, a subpar Batman, but I thought he's been the best Bruce Wayne that we've had. 
Yeah. 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 I think that, like, in terms of the action, I think Christian Bale really did a really good job as a Batman. But in terms of the guy that's supposed to be the CEO of a huge company, I think that Ben Affleck has played the best one so far. And so, I don't, I don't know the Batman script that they have. I do know that he was against whatever they had, and that's why he dropped out. I don't know how they're going to be able to continue going forward with him starring in a script that he's not keen on. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to bring in A-list actors um, or A-list directors to join him on this if it's so conflicted and DC's up in the air about everything. But it just seems like all of their movies are coming apart at the seams. I mean, we had Suicide Squad, which they decided to throw the Joker and Batman in there. Oh, so disappointing. And the uh, Batman v Superman movie was just so subpar. They didn't have to throw Wonder Woman in there, but they did it for the sake of doing it. Um, They've already looked at redoing the Flash script. There's so much fighting over the Batman stuff. Like, it just seems like DC is trying to push forward too fast. And so I think that they need to take a step back for a second and kind of reevaluate letting Ben Affleck do the movie the way he wants to do it. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I agree. I agree. He was a good... I didn't think about that, but he is a good, good Bruce Wayne. Like, he really played that character well. And maybe that's because he's a bit of a playboy in real life. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not that I know him not, personally. Yeah, we don't but know him personally, but... From, like, the stories, I guess, in the tabloids, which, of course, are not that accurate, he seems like the type. So maybe that was a maybe. good role for him. Yeah, so. maybe he's not even acting. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so the next piece of news... Um, and I know this has been there's been a lot of chatter about this one, but the uh, the new Beauty and the Beast trailer came out. Yes, I am so pumped for this movie. I am a huge Disney fan. I mean, every single time a Disney movie comes out, people can mock me all they want, being the twenty some <laughs> year old that goes to the theater by himself to enjoy Moana. But you know what? These movies, I live and breathe these. I wish I could live in Disney World and. So to have them reboot this movie and actually make it look good, like I didn't expect huge things after seeing Snow White and the Huntsman and Maleficent, even though those aren't complete remakes of these. But then you got movies like The Jungle Book and this one, and they and they started talking about expanding this universe. And I'm so pumped for it after seeing this trailer. I mean, you get so much about not only the Beast and Belle, but you also get more about Gaston and LeFou and the story there. Um, it gives away a little bit, but everyone knows the story. Yeah, I I feel like the trailer gave away too much. Too it much. It kind of hurt. Yeah, um, and I was so stoked for this movie, especially after seeing uh, the Jungle Book, which was amazing. I think the only flaw with that movie was ScarJo. As yeah, that was yeah that, that no. was poor. <laughs> um, but. I feel like I feel like the trailer gave away too much. It, it, I know we all know the story of Snow White, but it really showed all of the major plot twists in the trailer, like the Beast kidnapping her father and um, her. It showed like her falling in love with the Beast. It showed the Beast, which you know I think I think you know. And you said this earlier um, to me is that you know they probably shouldn't have shown the beast it would have been cool to not know what he looked like until you actually went to see the movie and then another bias and i know it's probably going to be in the credits but the ariana grande and in the oh god yeah i I just i couldn't get behind that you know what i love ariana grande she's an amazing singer but i just couldn't get behind the vocals on that oh i I don't know i just wasn't a fan certain singers just they don't seem like the best choices for some songs. Yeah, and, and that song is so iconic. Yeah, 
So it, it just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I The two things that I wasn't keen on about this movie, one, you did mention that the all the trailers have been showing images of the Beast, and I feel like they should have hid how he's going to look. Because quite honestly, I look at how he looks, and I'm a little bit disappointed. I, I think yeah. that he doesn't look as good as they could have made him. I think he doesn't look as grotesque or beastly as he could. They made him look a little bit too animated. But he was very like the original Beast. I just... The horns. I can't yeah. get behind the horns. Yeah. And and I understand them wanting to try and sell this movie more by showing all of the cast of characters that are going to be playing all the objects around the castle, like Ian McKellen, Ewan McGregor, Stanley Tucci, Emma Thompson. Mm-hmm. But... To show what they look like in their human forms before showing the movie, like that just takes away from the magic of it. Because yeah, you didn't know too much. What, when you watch the animated Beauty and the Beast, they never showed in the trailers that those characters were going to turn back into humans. So you mm-hmm. see them for the first time in the movie, and I thought it would have been great. Like I didn't want to see them in their like oldy old timey getups, yeah. with, the, with their hair and everything until the movie. I thought that would have been hilarious to see on screen for the first time, but instead I'm stuck seeing it in some posters where they're just standing there staged. And I feel like they're baiting us too much. They know our generation, the 20 somethings that grew up on these show, on these movies and these Disney movies are super excited when you say you're going to remake their, their favorite films. So I feel like they're baiting us into going to see the movie by showing all these iconic things, the iconic characters and giving away iconic songs and and pieces of the plot but i just think they've given away too much now and now when i go see the movie i really hope i'm not disappointed but i feel like i've already seen the movie well i mean they they do that a lot with a lot of movies nowadays um yeah. i mean this one this that one's an adaptation. yeah no it, it definitely isn't i mean this is an adaptation of the beauty and the beast because it's it's a different medium because one's an animated yeah. film and one's a live action um, but then you've got movies like the Ghostbusters and Jurassic World that play a little too much on the nostalgia and trying to get the audience in there. And some people will debate that Force Awakens and Rogue One do that, but I feel like they also gave a little extra yeah. there, whereas movies like Ghostbusters relied a little too much on the previous okay. content. Um, now, in terms of Emma Watson, did you hear her vocal track? I haven't heard it, no. But I, honestly, and I love Emma Watson too, but I, I don't know how I feel about her. Oh, I know. Oh yeah. I know. I just didn't. To be honest, I when know. I first saw it, I I wasn't big on it either. I yeah. just once they said Emma Watson's gonna play Belle, I went, what? <laughs> like, okay. But when I thought about it, I couldn't think of anybody else. So I guess maybe th- like they obviously went through casting mm-hmm. for it, but I just well, I never actually thought of having to cast a Beauty and the Beast live action movie. Yeah. So when they did that, like I. I didn't think of all the other characters, too. Like, Ian McKellen doesn't look like the guy who played Cogsworth in the animated. No. So, but... But she just... It's her... I don't know. She almost doesn't seem into it. That's what, that, that was my feeling. My initial feeling when I watched the trailer, she looks like she wants to be somewhere else. She looks really out of place. And I, I was surprised because when I heard and I, I, you know, kind of thought, yeah, of course, she would play Belle, but then... After seeing it, I wasn't I wasn't so sure, but I really I really hope it surprises me, and I I love the movie, and maybe this is a good thing that I'm not super hyped up and going in way too excited about. Yeah, it. it's definitely good to go into movies without being too overhyped. Yeah. Um, those those times you get a little bit too disappointed, and then you're, you, it ruins it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just go into this movie thinking that it's going to be either Hermione having a bad dream. <laughs> 
or her character from Perks of Being a Wallflower. And the Beast is Ron. Yeah. She's like married Ron, and now she's like, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> or it can be her character from Perks of Being a Wallflower, and she's yeah. gotten really high. Oh, dear. Okay. But either one works. Just go in there with that mentality. Okay. Okay. I'm so the final that. piece of news that we have, I didn't personally watch this, but Alex has been raving about it today, and that it. is... Somebody's going to call me. <laughs> Idris Elba's Valentine's Day video. It was just so cute. It was, I don't know. I, it's a it's a must watch. I watched it last night and maybe it was because I was tired and delirious. But he gets all these little kids to tell him what he should do on a date. And this one little girl, <laughs> he asks her um, if he should be a bad boy or a good guy on the date. And she goes, well, you can't be a bad boy because nobody likes it. I mean, you can't be a good boy because nobody likes a good guy. And you'll have dorky glasses and nerdy trousers and you have to be a bad boy or she'll slap you. <laughs> it was just really funny and cute. And um, it was kind of a nice side to him, I thought, to see in this video. And it's good, you know valentine's day feely video so if you're if you're planning on picking up a date for valentine's day and you don't know how to do it some good pointers in that video <laughs> you heard it here first yeah so what you're telling me is i need to take off my glasses and yeah buy, and buy your jeans. dorky yeah. okay cool all right <laughs> so next up is take it or leave it now this is going to be a rapid fire segment of our thoughts on this week's announcements and upcoming releases so first up is Leonardo DiCaprio has announced that he is going to produce and direct The Black Hand, which is going to be a 1920s prohibition crime movie. So it's going to be in the same tone as The Untouchables and like Public Enemies. We don't get a lot of movies like this, so I'm going to take it. I think that Leo is a great actor. I've seen him in tons of movies that I absolutely love. Not a lot of people like The Revenant, but you got Gangs in New York, you got The Departed. I'm sold on him being in a crime film. What do you think? I'll take it. I think he's great with period pieces. Uh, I think he's a phenomenal, dynamic actor. I'm excited to see what, what he does with it. Um, as long as it's not like The Revenant, because I'm sorry I hated that movie. I don't think I know anybody who, who came out of The Revenant and was like, that was the best movie ever. I watched him wrestle a bear for like 45 minutes. <laughs> so um, I like The Revenant. But I think, you know, I think it'd be a great one. I'm excited to see what that turns out like. Yeah. All right, so I'll the next... That was, that yeah. Was what I was yeah, so we're both going to take it? <laughs> both going to take it. Okay, awesome. All right, so the next thing is that Diego Luna, the... Uh, mm. Sorry, I'm going to say his name correctly here. Sorry, guys. That would help. Yeah. Diego Luna, who is Cassian in Rogue One, is going to be starring as Al Pacino's character in the Scarface remake. Now, they have had a little bit of problems with production here. Well, pre-production, because they've lost a the director, but... The movie's supposed to be set in a different location, so it's not going to be a complete remake. It's going to be kind of a spin-off-y thing with the same concept, but maybe a little bit different characters and that type of stuff, and I'm sold on it. I think Diego Luna deserves this type of um, role. I think that he's an up-and-coming actor. He was great in Star Wars. He deserved a lot more screen time. I can't wait to see what he does with it. What do you think? I agree. I'm excited about this one. I I mean, half of it is because he's gorgeous. I think he's super hot. <laughs> I think everyone was wondering. I think most women that came out of Rogue One yeah, thought the same thing. He's pretty. And, and some guys. But he's also like a really dynamic actor. Again, you know, his facial expressions. Even, even in the quiet moments, you can really get into his character in Star Wars, in Rogue One. So I'm excited. I think he kind of looks like... Al as well. Yeah, he does. He does have a little bit of that demeanor. And on yeah. top of it, he's the character that he plays in Scarface is supposed to be Latin. Mm -hmm. 
So the fact that Diego Luna is in fact a Latin actor rather than Al Especially Pacino. Especially we were having all this stuff about, you know, what was that movie that Scarjo got cast in? Oh, and Ghost in the Shell. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess we, we won't go into that. I no, don't we won't. Go Not yet. Into the no, politics of no. it. But, but I'm, I'm glad it's, because it's good Al Pacino was seen. Casting. Well, yeah, it's yeah. like Al Pacino was known as the huge crime uh, actor of huh. that generation, aside from Robert De Niro. And so, we don't really have one of those. No, we don't really have one of those right now, right now. but that's because crime movies aren't as big anymore. But it's maybe more, they'll come back. Look at hopefully, Leo. Yeah. yeah. We have we have all these crime TV shows, and mm-hmm. it's because it's a golden age of TV right now, but um, it seems like we need this focus on uh, actually putting actors that should be in these roles rather than putting the biggest name stars. And they did that with Al Pacino because he was an Italian actor. And they put him in a movie where he's supposed to be playing, a, what, a Colombian drug lord? Mm-hmm. And and so to put Diego Luna in there, it actually makes sense this yeah. time. So I'm sold on it. I think he'll do a good job. I'm All right. I'm about that one. Okay. So, now, new oh. releases for this week. <laughs> oh, lovely. Valentine's Day is coming oh. up. So, of course, the first movie that we're going to talk about is Fifty Shades Darker. Mm. Now... Are you sold on this movie? You're going to take it? You're going to leave it? What do you think? I, quite honestly, have never read the books. I've never seen the first movie. My mom, <laughs> my mom read the books. And it was a really uncomfortable experience for me. <laughs> I remember sitting in the living room and she's like reading the books. And I'm like, do I get up and leave? Do I stay? <laughs> I don't know. I have a friend who thinks that it's a good idea to take a girl on a first date on Valentine's Day to see Fifty Shades Darker. And there are so many reasons that's a bad idea. Does he think that it's going to, like, open up a world of BDSM for him? Because that, No, that's... I think he thinks he's going to get laid, and he's, <laughs> he's not. She's just going to think he's coming out with I'm pretty sure. Unless she's freaky like that. You never know. But I, know. I, I think if you're going to try and, and get laid... You should be looking for, you know, like a rom-com. Probably not not like a sadistic yeah. fanfic of Twilight that has become this awful, oh, huge thing. So oh, the, my I God. I don't like that song that Taylor Swift and... What's the guy from One Direction? What's his name? Zane. Zane? Zane Malik? Yes, is that his him. name? Yeah. No? Yes. Yeah. Um, they've been playing it on the radio like crazy, and oh, I yeah. don't like yeah. it. No, I'm not, not a big fan of that. I, I like... Dakota Johnson, mm-hmm. and I like ja- Jamie Dornan. I just, I can't get behind this story. The plot, the story I, I am like not, Twilight for adults. it is the opposite of everything I want in a movie. So, I'm going to leave it. Yeah, I, uh, I'd, I'll leave that one. Okay. <laughs> Next release for the week, John Wick 2. Right. I'm, I'm going to take it. I, I've never seen John Wick 1. No. Foolish mistake on my part. I heard it's one of the best gung fu action movies of this like past few years. This movie actually brings back the cast of Matrix in a way because you have yeah. both Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne come back in this movie. I want to watch the first movie just so I can go and see this second one in theaters because it like the first one was so good. Apparently, what do you think? I, I also haven't seen the first one, but I'd really like to. I I definitely want to check him out. I've heard all, nothing but good things, and I really like Keanu Reeves. Everything he's been in, I liked. I can't, I can't even think of a bad Keanu Reeves movie. So yeah, I'll, t- I'll totally take that. Are you thinking of a bad Keanu Reeves movie? I'm trying to think of some, but I'm gonna keep those to myself. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we're both gonna take it. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna take it. All right, next one, the Lego Batman movie. 
are really great. So we've got a whiteboard, and I, <laughs> instead of writing Lego Batman, there's a piece of Lego and a really poorly drawn bat, and then a little stick person, and <laughs> just watching Dylan squint and try and read that. Yeah, it, really it's essentially coming up as the next thing is squiggle, squiggle, squiggle. <laughs> so really poor. otherwise known as the Lego Batman movie. Yeah. So. I'm going to take this movie 100%. I mean, I loved Will Arnett's take on Batman in the Lego movie. He was one of the, if not the funniest part of that movie. He had not enough screen time, so the fact that we're getting a full movie about this character is great. Um, A lot of people, including Morgan Freeman, who was in the original Dark Knight series, said that this is his favorite iteration of Batman. And so I think that this is going to be a great movie and it's going to show a, a a move into stop motion animation for Lego movies. I mean, they've already said that they're making a ninja one and they might be making a pirate one. Like they're going through all their brands to make all these Lego of movies. Of course they're trying to like make the money. Yeah, but you know what? I'm really sold on it. That Lego they, cow. <laughs> yeah, but keep milking it, man. I I grew up with Lego. I love it. As long as they're like, still good quality movies. Oh, as long as they they're, don't end up yeah. like Exactly, and if they keep dishing out those quality movies, I'm game for it. Like, they've made great Lego video games. They can make great Lego movies. Yeah. So, I'm sold on it. I think it's really funny that you brought up that Morgan Freeman part, because every time I hear that on the radio, I'm like, well, I wonder how much they paid him to say that. But, no. Well, um, yeah. I don't know if they did or not. But, um, yeah, no, I'm actually really stoked to see that movie as well. I really like Will Arnett and his his humor. Um, what was that TV show he was in with Christina Applegate um, about they, like, accidentally had a baby and then... Oh, that's like the one Will Arnett show I yeah, haven't seen. Yeah, but it was really good. And yeah. so I really like his humor. He's um and, and I loved the Lego Batman movie. I honestly cried with that part where at the end with Will Ferrell. I was like, oh, it's <laughs> so cute. It's so true. Um, so I'm really excited to see that one too. Yeah, yeah. I great character, great actor. Will Arnett, man. I mean he's funny. Between Arrested Development and Flaked, he just has so much range there. And yeah. both of those are on Netflix. I recommend you watch both of them. Um, and the final piece of our new releases is A United Kingdom. Now, in case people don't know what this is, this is a movie starring David Oyelowo and Rosamund Pike, and it's a biographical drama about the king of Botswana who comes to England in the 1940s and meets this woman and falls in love with her and wants to bring her back to his village, and she would be the queen of his village, and um, they they don't want that and basically it's just this huge battle for this romance and i'm sold on it i think that i i saw two trailers for it the i love period pieces specifically things from the 20s through the 60s i love both these actors david oyelowo in um the butler and selma was just fantastic rosamund pike has just been getting better and better gone girl was unbelievable i can't wait to see what they do in this i'm sold on it i'm gonna take it what about you all I can think right now is, what is that movie with Eddie Murphy? And they go Coming to, to America? Yes, Coming to America. I don't know why. When you were explaining that movie, all I could think of was Coming to America. But um, That's a completely different movie. So <laughs> it's the same sort it's, of concept. It's kind of, yeah. I mean, you know, he's one of those... looking for a wife. He, yeah. Well, it's, it's not, but it's, it just it made me think of that. Um, no, I, I like the premise. I, I haven't seen anything come out about this movie. I really just only heard about it now so i can't really say for sure but it sounds like a a good premise for a film i mean i've 
I don't know. I, I, I definitely go see it. I'll, I'll take that one. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So just to recap on the take it or leave it, we are both taking the Leo mm-hmm. uh, new movie, The Black Hand. We're both also taking Diego Luna starring in Scarface. We're both going to leave Fifty Shades Darker <laughs> to a dark, dark hole far away from us. And we're also going to take the remaining three current releases, which is John Wick Chapter 2, the Lego Batman movie, and a United Kingdom. So now we're at the point in our show where we take a little break from the more serious stuff to play a ridiculous game. Um, So we are calling this segment Take 5. All right, so we only have one game for this week. And that's reboots and recastings. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick a movie title, so a previously produced movie, out of this wine glass in front of me. And from there, we're going to come up with our own cast for a modern remake. So a movie that would be made at this current time with current actors. And then we're going to discuss our choices and kind of come up with which ones we think are the best. So, Alex, would you like to pick? I would like to stick my chubby fingers into this wine glass. Phrasing. Okay, got it. Okay, drum roll, please. Terminator. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm actually really glad we got this one. Because oh. <laughs> I actually really want to do the, do this one. Oh my god, I'm going to... Okay. This is going to be hard. Okay, that's what she said. So, Terminator. I'm going to let do you go you wanna... first. I'm going to let okay. you start this one off. Are we... How much of the cast are we doing? Are we doing the I two I think Connors? we should do John Connor, Sarah Connor... Terminator. I think that's it. Yeah, I think. That's I mean, it. you could do, you could do other people, but I feel like if they're gonna reboot the story, you don't need to do it the exact same, but you need those three. Well, you need. Oh God, what's his name? Yeah, the John Connor's father. Yeah. Why am I blanking? We're gonna we're gonna get yelled at for not remembering this. <laughs> yeah, certain I'm people. <laughs> seriously yelled at. Oh, that's awkward. Anyways. Okay, so we're just gonna pretend that that character we know their name. Yeah. So I'll just uh, say yeah. John Connor's father. That's really bothering me. Why are you blanking on that? I don't know. Man, it's been a while since I've seen the original movies. I mean, yeah, I saw the last one, but I mean, we don't speak of that movie. <laughs> that oh. one. This is why we're rebooting it because of the last one. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Oh, this is going to be tough. Okay. Sarah Connor. I think Sarah Connor needs to be a very, very strong woman. And Amelia Clark did play her pretty decently. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're going to reboot it, you can't bring back the same actress. Yeah. So Sorry, Amelia. Gotta, I'm you got to get rid of you. For that one, I'm going to choose one of two. I'm going to say Felicity Jones. Okay. Or Lauren Cohen. Okay. So both of them have proved their action acting chops, whether it be in Star Wars Rogue One or Walking Dead. Yeah. And both of them just, they they can deliver. They are both charismatic actresses that you want to watch. Um, in terms of John Connor, he's going to be young. Mm-hmm. I don't know very many young actors. So I'm going to throw uh, Louis McDougal in there. So the kid from A Monster's Call. Or, sorry, A Monster Calls. I mean, he's got the, uh, he's got... The previous acting credit with Felicity Jones from that movie. They were great together. Um, I think that he is a lot better than just that dramatic film. I think that he could probably do an action film. Um, So I'm going to go with him. In terms of the Terminator, that's a tough decision. Because you got to replace one of the most iconic characters in all of movie. And like, it'd be Oh, I got one. 
Donald Trump as the Terminator. Because <laughs> doesn't he want to take over Arnie's job anyway? Because apparently he's no, such a great actor because we've seen Home Alone too. Oh, God. That would be a hysterical movie, though, if you made, like, a spinoff, like, a comedy spinoff, and Donald Trump was the Terminator. Well, he called the governor. The governor. The governor. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, the Terminator. That's really tough to decide, because you want someone who's very muscular, very bulky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'm going to go with, because who doesn't love the Rock? He is a great actor. I mean, you're not going to get the same lines as Arnold would say them. Mm. You're not going to get that Austrian accent. But, man, The Rock has the physique to play the Terminator. And I think he could pull off those action sequences. So you got him. You got Felicity Jones. You got Louis McDougal. uh, John Carter's... John Connor. Sorry, not John Carter. That was a terrible movie. Oh, it's a terrible movie. (laughs) Aliens on Mars? Yeah. Um... John Connor's yeah. dad. Oh, oh my god, I have mine. I'm so excited. I haven't seen these movies in so long, it's very difficult to come up with one. So I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, that's actually a good one. I loved him in Looper. I've loved him in everything since Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, he's he great. He's great with comedy, so he can be a little bit comedic in this role and actually add just a deeper layer to this film and show just why Sarah Connor does fall for him. And you're going to have the action side with him. You're going to like he can hold sci-fi. He he has the drama chops behind him. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay. Okay. I'm really excited about my now. Okay. Okay. Um Sarah Connor I think should be um, Emily Blunt. I'm going to go with Emily Blunt for Sarah Connor. Um, I just thought of a good one for... John like, Connor, I feel like, should be Jane Connor. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot in the dark. Screw the whole Terminator oh. franchise. John is now a chick, so it's Jane Connor. And it's the little girl who played Eleven. What's her name? Oh, uh, Millie. Yeah, her. Yeah. I'd love to see her as, like... A Jane Connor, so she's like she would be really good in that role. Wouldn't yeah. that be cool? Yeah. And then the Terminator is Tom Hardy. I could see that. I could buy into that. And Jane Connor's father is either Edward Norton or Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm gonna jump right in there, and the person that I thought of to be the father, yeah, John Krasinski. Oh my god! Yes. You already know that those yes. two are going to have chemistry. Yes. You already know that this husband and wife duo. And, and he's kind not... of like a softer character because his dad was never, like, that's why I was kind of iffy about Edward Norton because he's Norton a really so rough gritty, rough around the edges. Yeah. But John Connor's dad is kind of like a softy and he's not And quite... John Krasinski can play both. Yeah. We've seen him do it in The Office, but we've also seen him in 13 Hours, which was a great yeah. action film. And so you can see that he can pull off the action, but he also is such a personable character and such a personable celebrity and so to have that type of person play that role you need him to play that role and okay. so i would i would go with that more than your initial choices i am agreeing with that i'm allowing that you to mine. alter my cast here yeah I'm giving you that real honor of altering so cast. i think i don't know it's very difficult to come up with someone who can replace 
Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. Tom Hardy but is a like, great yeah. actor. I think that Tom Hardy's a little too good of an actor to play a role like but that. But I feel like you kind of... I We've kind, we've done the uh, nod to term, the original Terminator movies, and we brought Army back, and there was like the same silly Terminator. But I feel like Tom Hardy could bring a grittiness to like to Mad the Max. Terminator and he's still like a grumpy old man that really doesn't want to like this kid but ends up having like a softer side whereas with the rock all I can picture him in is the tooth fairy <laughs> <laughs> he's just this, yes he's a big like guy but he's also you yeah, can just can... tell he's such a teddy bear but... I don't think you could bring the angry grumpy man but all I can think Art. about with Tom Hardy is this means war with Chris Pine and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. So, so the argument can be made on both top, sides. There's a toss But up, so. both of those actors wouldn't be going for the comedic side. Now, no. both if you look at both of them, yes, Tom Hardy is definitely the superior actor dramatic-wise. Uh, Action-wise, I think that they're probably pretty even. Comedy-wise, I don't. I think The Rock has a slight edge just because he's he's definitely more... Of that type of person, Tom Hardy, I don't see as a very comedic. He's actor. got the he's got the same like ridiculousness as Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he says something and you just have to laugh because of like who he is. But Tom Hardy doesn't quite have that, so yeah, I can see that he bring those iconic lines. Yeah, and they, then there would possibly be you know, or you know who could potentially play it if you want to go completely out of it because, I mean. You, you want to change it so that it's not John, but so Jane. Neil Patrick right? Harris is a lot. <laughs> no. Mike Coulter from, as Luke Cage. Oh, okay. The guy who plays Luke Cage. Get yeah. him to play the Terminator. I could see that. Great job that. playing Luke Cage. We need some, we need a change in the Terminator franchise. So why just try and replace him with a less beefy version of Arnold? Bring someone in completely different, change it up, put a female character in there. I'm down, like... Felicity Jones is a great actress, and I think that mm-hmm. she would be good as Sarah Connor in her own right. But pairing up Emily Blunt and John Krasinski is just too much to yeah. not give a I, chance I, on because I would so see that good. movie 85 times over. Yeah, and she she was great in Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. That was a phenomenal sci-fi film. So She she and, can do the kick-ass. Yeah, you know. so you got those two actors there. You bring in... You bring in Eleven from Stranger Things, who by yeah. far was one of the breakout performances of the year. Yes. Like, she's signed up to be in the next Godzilla movie. Not even be in it, but star in it. So, yeah. you have for her For such a in. little kid, for such a young girl, yeah. she's an amazingly diverse. Just, just even her, the, she didn't even have that many speaking lines. Nope. So, her facial expressions, and I find that hard with kids. It's, it, you can kind of, a lot of the time, tell that they're being fed their lines. But her, she was... A powerhouse. She was phenomenal. So. So in terms of that, I think we've pretty much decided on the cast of the human characters. Yeah. Uh, Terminator. That's really up to everyone's interpretation. Yeah. I mean, we'd love to hear what you guys think. Yeah. If you want to leave it in the comments and just let us know who you think the best Terminator would be? Please let us know and tell us how wrong we are. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that I did think of while we were talking about that, because you brought up Tom Hardy as that, the first mm-hmm. thing I thought is, you know, the Terminator 2, where they have uh, the the new Terminator come after them? Oh, yeah. Um, and and yeah. it's the one that can morph into, yeah. like, he can morph around into different uh, bodies. He's so, like, a cop, right? Yeah. yeah. Tom Hilston. Oh. Like, Loki kind of? Yeah. Because, like, the yeah. facial expressions that he makes and just I could how, see that. Yeah. 
So we just completely do away with the Arnold Schwarzenegger because no one is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, you're not gonna do. You're not gonna redo those ones to the T. Yeah. But like the the villain. Yes. Like because you know that the Terminator has to somehow become an ally of Sarah Connor. Well, what if there's no good Terminator? Well, if there's no good Terminator, then you just scrap that, and Tom Hiddleston's the Terminator. Yeah. And you just and you you bring in someone that can pull off that no bullshit, no emotions, mm-hmm. cutthroat attitude, and I think Tom Hiddleston could do that. I think he could do that. That's okay. I like that. That's interesting. Cool. Okay. So agreed. All right. Hiddleston. So I mean, this no. is this is our cast of the rebooted Terminator, and hopefully, you know, this this actually comes true. Yeah. <laughs> and back to the planned programming. It's the Weekly Picks, where we're going to talk about what's worth or not worth your time based on things that we invested our time in this week. So, Alex, what's your first pick? Me? Okay. Uh, my first pick, and Dylan's heard me rant about this so much, and he's going to get so annoyed with me. But in, case, in case you're listening to this, I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> so much. So much. Maybe I've just fallen out Anyways, of Alex, what, what is your choice? Jane the Virgin. I know it. Okay, it sounds like uh, chick flicky, horribly boring for boys who love action film, uh, TV show. But it's actually there's a lot of layers to it. I think it's really funny. There's a lot of really good lines in it. You know, it gets really deep. There was this one line about how um, I just thought it was really cute. It was like they were talking about how you have to take care of yourself before you take care of others and you have to really see it and and um one of the characters goes um you have to put on your own oxygen mask before you put on others and he's he's it it just it's really funny and um and there's also a lot of action in it there's you know drug kingpins and there's crime and there's crazy kidnappings and so there's tons of stuff happening it's not just a rom-com or a chick flick it's really exciting and funny and I can't stop watching it. So what's your first pick? <laughs> well, I watched a lot of TV this week. I, when all, do you not? <laughs> yeah. All of my friends know that I I downloaded an app to make sure that I keep yeah. up on my TV. I watch like for 40 hours a week or something. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, so my pick is a show that is in its second season. I was so behind on it, and I binge-watched nine episodes in, like, two days, and that's Quantico. This show is amazing. It takes the police procedural and serializes it in a way that I just didn't expect from it. These episodes in this season in particular have just had cliffhanger after cliffhanger, and that mid-season finale blew me away. All I wanted was to watch the next episode and I'm so happy that I actually waited to binge this because if I had watched it and finished in November when it stopped I would have had to wait two months and now I just got to watch the next episode and it was great and I feel like this is a show that doesn't get enough recognition Priyanka Chopra in the role as Alex Parrish is great and I love that she's transitioning from Bollywood films to mainstream Hollywood she's a phenomenal actress this is a great role for her the Supporting cast is amazing. They brought in Blair Underwood for this season, which he is so underrated. And they brought in the actor who played the werewolf in Being Human. He's a great actor. I've always loved his work. So to see these people come onto the show and do so well, I'm very excited to see the rest of the season. 
So do you have a second positive pick, negative pick? What I do, and yeah. I swear I'm not only watching chick flicky TV shows, but I have gone on a bit of a binge the past couple of weeks. And this is a show that my mom was initially watching, and that should not turn you off because, yes, usually she has pretty terrible taste in TV. It's usually really weird English um, like crime shows. But um, I'd come in every night, and I'd watch. I'd see her watching it, and I'd be like, what are you watching? And I'd stand there in the doorway for the entire episode. I wouldn't even end up sitting down because I'd become so enthralled with this show. Um, it's called uh, Offspring. And it's this Australian dramedy about an obstetrician and her insane, ridiculous love life. And it's funny and charming and really addicting. So definitely go watch that if you have Netflix because it's phenomenal. And there's like seven seasons or maybe six and they're in their seventh season. So there's lots to binge. See, the thing that I hear about these shows, like the ones that you're talking about, Offspring and Jane the Virgin, both of these shows are what people would typically call chick flicky shows. Yet, it seems like in TV, there's so many of these soap opera-esque shows coming out in the evening. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got the Shonda Rhimes shows with Grey's Anatomy and Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder, and you've got that new show, This Is Us, that just Mm -hmm. blew everybody away with its storytelling. And so, these shows might appear to be chick flicky, but, I mean, they, they're so layered that they appeal to a general audience because they have so much stuff that everyone on any level can connect as a human. Yeah. And I feel like that that's what TV's all about. And so these shows, they might not appeal to you from, you know, the title and the description, but give it three, four episodes and see if it's for you. They're definitely coming up with this new genre. It's not chick flick. It's like this deeper, more layered emotionally and action-wise genre where you know it can be enjoyed by everyone it's not the fluffy fluffy chick flick stuff that you watch with a bucket of ice cream so i'm definitely <laughs> have two thumbs up for that because i'm really enjoying who doesn't shows. love a bucket of ice cream i love a bucket of ice cream. i'll take two buckets of ice cream yeah yeah <laughs> all right so my second pick for the week is a movie that it took me way too long to see um no, it's not the founder, although... Mostly I'd... because he was mad because I saw it without him. Yes, a, a little bit, but um, it's not the founder, although I did see that this week, and that movie was actually a lot better than I thought. I thought that it would be a commercial for McDonald's, but it was <laughs> similar to The Social Network. So if you like learning the history of American institutions and you don't think, like, and you want something more narrative than documentary, then I'd say go for the founder. Uh, Michael Keaton's great in it, but... The movie that I picked that blew me away, I'm so pissed off that I didn't watch it when it first came out, and that is The Martian. Um, this movie is phenomenal. Matt Damon has always been great. He's the better half of the Matt Damon and Ben Affleck combo. Um, he'd never done a bad movie aside from, you know, the last Jason Bourne was a little bit eh, and I've just loved him in everything. He, he has the ability to be so comical, but then at the same time have so much action and a and on top of it, he's a great dramatic actor. And so to bring all that stuff to The Martian, the fact that The Martian was nominated for comedy, I was a little bit shocked. I was like, they're just doing that to give it an award. It did have some comedy in it. Mm-hmm. And he did a damn good job delivering his lines. Beyond that, the the emotional struggle that that character has in that movie, just it, it made you feel for him. And I don't think I would have felt as much if it wasn't Matt Damon. Yeah. And he surrounded himself with this great cast. Like, you had people like Sean Bean 
and um, like even Donald Glover was in the movie. You had uh, Jeff Daniels, and then even his whole cast of crewmates with Jessica Chastain and Michael Pena. Like, there's just so many people in this movie, and and then even further, this movie was one of the best reality based sci-fi films like everything was just to a t and it made so much sense i went into interstellar and i loved the first two thirds of it and then you get into the last act and i was like "Eh." i'm not gonna spoil that for people but i was a little bit disappointed by the end um the martian does not do that it does not disappoint everything is so grounded in reality that i was so invested that this could actually happen we could actually go and land on mars and actually settle the land. Did and I know you've seen the movie, so what did you think of it? Yeah, no, I really liked that movie. Though I I couldn't say anything bad about it. And the thing is, I um, I really loved Interstellar until the end. Uh, it really lost me at the end. It was a bit like I never liked Inception. I know, I know, I never liked Inception. I didn't get it. it uh, I what's, don't know. What's not to get? The spinning top at the end. I'm like, what? But why? It's open for just interpretation. Why? I just felt like it was way too artsy. Um, that's not artsy. That's Nolan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I really liked The Martian. I thought it. Well, I don't. I obviously don't know the real science behind it, but it seemed to sound to me. It definitely wasn't like that. Doesn't sound right. Um, and I loved the drama. You know, Matt Damon was phenomenal in it. I I never really liked Jason Bourne movies, but. Um, and I never really liked Matt Damon, but I really liked him in The Martian. I, I thought it was a great movie. So definitely a must-see if you haven't seen it. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if Quantico's on. I'm pretty sure it is, but The Martian is definitely on Netflix. So yeah. if you want to see it, definitely check that out. You said that the other two Jane are on Netflix, Virgin too. Jane the Virgin and yeah. Offspring are also on so Netflix, yeah, so if you can binge away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bin, binge away. Spend yeah. spend your free time watching these things because, trust me, they're they're not a waste of time. All right, so here we are. We're at the uh, final part of our podcast, and that is the audience participation part. So, so ex- I'm sorry. I'm so excited about this. This is going to be really fun. Yeah, so what we're going to do is every week we're going to pick a random movie. Some are going to be good, some are going to be bad, and some are going to be ugly. Yeah. But, <laughs> but what we're going to do is we're going to pick a random movie, and then we're going to pick a specific time that we're going to tell you guys a few days in advance, and we're going to live tweet watching this movie. And we want you, the audience, to take part in this with us and yes. chat with us on various social media mostly twitter but you can also send stuff to our email which we'll plug at the end but um yeah we're gonna do this and this is called netflix roulette so So, i found this phenomenal i I, it's probably a thing that everybody knows about knowing me but um it's called netflix roulette it's netflixroulette.net um and it's spelled exactly how you think it was spelled um, and you can hit the button and it will pick a completely random movie for you to watch. And you can pick categories. So if you want to pick, you know, action or adventure or anime, you can. We're going to go with all and just see what we get. We should preface this that we're using Netflix Canada. Yes. So if you are an international viewer and you cannot get Netflix Canada, you can pro- hopefully you can find some of these movies online to rent on iTunes or Amazon or Hulu. Um, but if not... You can still join us and ask questions during the live tweeting because we'll be very active during that. If you mm-hmm. want to talk and you want us to bring up something in the next podcast, just let us know. Absolutely. Okay. So, drum roll, please. I love these drum rolls. Uh, we are going to watch. <laughs> oh, no. 
What are we, we are going to watch Eddie Murphy coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> this will be great. Oh, lovely. I'm going to read the description. <laughs> Discontented with his pampered life, an African prince heads to America to find someone who will fall for him, not his riches. Joined by his trusty sidekick, the prince plunges into a job at a fast food chain and a romance with his boss's daughter. I'm actually <laughs> really excited to watch this again. It's a really funny movie. I love that this came up because we already talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, you Kingdom. Of that this. sounds a lot like coming well, to America. Oh, well, look at what we're watching. So it comes full circle. And it has a 3.6 rating on Netflix if, there, if you already didn't have enough incentive to go watch so, with us. Yeah, in case in case you didn't have the, you know that final step to want to actually watch this with us, it's three point six. So it's it's a decent movie. It's about it's above two and a half, so it's it's pass. Um, but anyways, we don't know when we're gonna live tweet it yet. We think that it's gonna be on a Wednesday, um, yeah. probably in the evening, because we we actually have jobs to do and such. Yeah, we have real jobs. <laughs> real jobs, but. <laughs> We're going to hopefully tell you guys in advance, probably Monday, maybe Tuesday, if mm-hmm. things get a little bit crazy. But we're going to let you know it's going to be Eastern Standard Time, and we're going to be live tweeting it at the fan um, at the Film Fanatic Twitter page, which is at Film Fanatic Show. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's where we're going to be tweeting it. Yep. If you want to talk to us while we're doing it, um, we're going to use the hashtag Fanatic Roulette. So you can either message us through the hashtag or through the Twitter handle. Yep. All right. So I, th- I think we're at the end. I think. I think we are out of things to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I think, I think we talked about the week. We're I think, done boring you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems we've run out of things. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to plug a few things because I'm not, I don't have any Shamelessly shame. Plugging. Yeah. So the founder review came out a couple of days ago. Um, as I said, slightly earlier. Uh, it was a decent movie, so I recommend you go see it, uh, and then jump on to the review, see what I talked about, and hopefully we can discuss it, because I'd like to talk to more people about it. I think that it's a good movie, and not a lot of people are seeing it. Um, if you, if you have any movies that you think that I should see for this week for my review, let me know. Um, I'm always open for suggestions, and it helps with building the community. So if you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to send us some topics that you want us to talk about, you can email us at thefanatticpodcast at gmail.com or message us on one of our social media platforms. So our social media is all the same, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and that is Film Fanatic Show. Uh, whether or not you put an at or a slash in front of it is depending on whatever social media you're using, but we're on all those and we post all of our videos on there as soon as possible. Uh, our podcast is going to be here and hopefully on YouTube, Mm -hmm. but until then, uh, I'm Dylan Phillips and I'm Alex Hicks and this has been the Fanatic Podcast. So until next time, fanatics, keep it real.